The Czech Republic is a beautiful place. I think that'd be a fair statement. Uh, it's a third forested. It's about the size of North Carolina. You have fields, forests, uh, small mountain ranges that are wonderful. The Czechs are very, uh, uh, very much oriented for outdoor sports and activities. They love mushroom gathering, picking uh, blueberries in the forest. They, they love uh, rollerblading, those type of things, inline blading, uh, cycling, that type of thing. Very, very athletic. And then in the winter, they, of course, enjoy the winter sports. Very good in cross-country skiing. They love hockey and uh, uh, other, other winter sports, downhill skiing, and they have success in all those sports. But that's, that's a little bit about the country. It's, it's really a wonderful place, uh, particularly as you look and get out and about in the countryside, you see so many castles, palaces, uh, and, and, a, and each castle has its own history. With all the beauty in the land, it is really a very dark place spiritually. Um, many things have occurred in its history, which I'll talk a little bit about. But one important thing that happened was the era, era of communism from 1948 to 1989. And that left its mark on the people. They, the regime, actively went against religion, Christianity, the press wrote against Christianity in the school system. All kids had to take scientific atheism from kindergarten all the way through the university. If you wanted to study ballet as a dancer, you had to pass a Marxist course, Leninist course in scientific atheism. So one of the things we struggle with in the land, in the work in, with our mission, is that parents pass on their values to their kids. And it is, there's so few Christians in this land, and that's, that's a lot of it comes from uh, communism. Recent, recent um, polls that were taken show that from kids 16 to 29 years old, 91% of them don't believe God exists or don't believe there is a God. 91%. Uh, 80% of those have never prayed. So think about that. That's some of the statistics. It's an island nation that is very much atheistic. A lot of times people will come up to me and say, don't you realize that this is an atheistic state? I tell them I'm a missionary. Usually my answer is this. Well, don't you think that's a good place for a missionary to go? <laughs> so there's some major challenges here in, in the Czech Republic. Looking back historically, we know the name John Huss. A good way to think about uh, Huss is that he was influenced by Wycliffe. That's the 14th century. The 15th century was Huss. Of course, the 16th century, Luther and Calvin. In the 15th century, in 1415, Huss, prior to 1415, he began to preach against the corruption in the church. He began to talk about the need for the church to be Christ's church. He didn't get on justification by faith, but he understood that all the elect in Christ will be saved. He wrote a treatise called The Church. Profound work. Uh, of course, they didn't like his statements about corruption in the church. He was given safe passage, as you know, to Constance. But when he got there, he was in prison, put on trial, and he was burned at the stake. Our whole family has seen that area where he was burned at the stake. There's a memorial there. 
From that point on, things started to really happen in the Czech Republic. There was uh, a number of Protestant princes that were executed, but it set forth a kind of an early Reformation. Many would say that the, the first Protestant people were the Czech people prior to the large Reformation in Germany, the big Reformation. But at one point, leading up to 1620, 80% of the population would be classified Protestant, 20% Catholic. 1620 is an important date in history. You remember the pilgrims coming to America? You can remember it that way. But in 1620, the Czechs lost a battle outside of Prague called the Battle of White Mountain. That was a tremendous loss for the nation, and it ushered in a very strong re-Catholicization, which lasted for 300 years, where the language was suppressed. Uh, there was a strong re-Catholicization. A lot of people had to leave these lands. Some were uh, executed. Some were imprisoned. And people began moving to other lands as well. Difficult time. And they, the Czechs, view the church in a negative way, because during that time, the church worked in cooperation with the governing authorities from Vienna, suppressing the people, suppressing the language. So there's just a negative outlook on the church. And they think of the church as a Catholic church, kind of lumping everyone together. Of course, the nation was formed in 1918, and that was the first republic. And then we move into the modern era with communism, 48 to 89, which I already said, and then now we're, we're in a free democracy. Now I want to tell you a little bit about life in our church. We, we're, we're, our church 
is being planted in a region of Prague. It's the fourth district of Prague called Modzani, surrounded by about 80,000 people uh, in apartment housing. There's really no church in that area. Uh, I've been preaching through the book of Luke, and we gather on Sunday morning and uh, enjoy that time together around God's Word. Uh, we always have a Sunday school, generally a reaction to the sermon. Further material is covered. We cover a lot of uh, reform distinctives during that Sunday school time. And a lot of good coffee is drunk there as well. Uh, we enjoy that as much also in the fellowship. You can see some familiar faces. Uh, some of you have been to Prague. You'll know some of the, the folks there that are, that are on that slide. We... Uh, are teaching people to serve. People serve at the church. Uh, Kathleen, of course, we'll talk more about her. She's been the MA for the past two years from Westminster. She's done a super job. We'll talk a little bit more about there, but there you see them serving there in the church. These are some new faces. Houston's been coming to a number of our youth activities Sunday morning, the um, women's meeting, monthly women's meeting. She's from a Catholic back background, but is very hungry spiritually and wants to know God's word. Uh, also, there is Laura and Andre, a young couple in the church. Uh, Laura is Romanian. Andre is Czech. He's, they're reformed and they're hungry for the word of God and uh, we're praying that uh, they will become members here in the fall. This is Artom, another young man uh, that has started coming to the church about the last six months. He's a Bible student finishing up his coursework. He's reformed. He keeps his Westminster standards on his phone right next to me as I teach Sunday school and uh, it's great encouragement. So Pray for, pray for Artom, uh, that he would grow in, in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and be a leader in the church. We had some new members in January. Uh, we, uh, Sarah on the left, and uh, she uh, is now going, engaged, going to live in Germany and get, and get married in the fall. Uh, that's Eva on the right. Eva came to the Lord uh, came to know the Lord in the summer, and th kind of through our counseling work, came in contact with her. She came to the church. She was uh, baptized, went through a new members class, was baptized in January. She is tremendously excited about the Lord. Uh, Eric was talking about an adult baptism. She travels an hour and a half to come to church one way on Sunday morning, hour and a half back. When she comes to our house on Friday night for the Friday evening studies, an hour and a half, does not miss a meeting. Uh, just so hungry for the Word of God. It's just wonderful uh, to see her 60 years old uh, and very, very enthusiastic for the Lord. We meet on Friday evening for a Bible study. We've been covering a couple Jerry Bridges books. Uh, last year we uh, covered True Community, 
This year we worked on the pursuit of holiness. Uh, Eva uh, said that you know, she comes to that study exhausted from a week of work, but she leaves refreshed, she said. Uh, and it's so encouraging to have this time of study, uh, time of growth. On the other Friday night, so this is a bi-weekly study, then the other Friday nights we use a series from England called Christianity Explored. Uh, I, who's all familiar with that? Are you familiar with that? Oh, okay, that's, okay. It's a good series, covers the basics of the Christian life, who is Christ, why did he come, why did he die, various topics, excellent. Well, we've been showing that and having discussions uh, there on Friday night. Vlatka, in the middle, has been coming to church. She's a, a, a strong believer, and she's been inviting her parents to church and to this Friday night time. They, they have uh, just really taken in all the things that are communicated through that, that series, uh, and that's Vladimir and Natalia. After we uh, discussed one section of Mark uh, where Christ heals the blind man and the blind man says, I'm beginning to see better. Well, when she left one evening, she said to us at the door, I'm beginning to see better. Not 100%, but I'm beginning to see. Do you know what I mean? Is what she said. And it's just beautiful to see uh, the evangelistic fervor of their of their daughter and now they've changed their day off from uh, uh, Monday so that they have Sunday off because they're vendors and they now are coming to church consistently on the Lord's Day so we're really excited about them we're praying that they'll come into the church as we do a new members class here in August and September Living water.
it's not putting in the slides. The machine is eating our slides show pro program. That's it right there. Yeah. Okay. We gather together on Saturday for a youth outreach, and we do some different trips. Uh, we go on different hikes in the mountains and different outings. But also this past year, we've been going through books of the Bible, just each Saturday evening covering a new book and doing a survey. So that's been a rich time with the youth that are coming on Saturday night. We also have a Bible club for kids and, and, a, and a public school that our church meets. And it's the kids for first grade through fifth grade. And we meet every Thursday afternoon and we bring most of these kids that come from non-Christian homes so we'll very much focus on the gospel. We have a Bible school where the kids will learn scripture, they'll sing together. We'll have a lot of fun with them
Now, it's very important there in this land to have a means to really serve the populace, and we use the use English language as a way to serve in a meaningful way. So we have an English outreach where we teach English in the evening to adults and kids in a number of settings. Again, it's a great opportunity to really serve the people, get to know them, and of course invite them to all kinds of events. There you see some of the shots of some of the different classes that we have. We also teach twice a week in the public school, right in the school, and so in some ways all the kids know us that go through our classes, and it's a great way to even meet parents as, as we're in the school system there. Sorry, Eric. Sorry about that. This was quite shocking to all the parents and teachers who were at that meeting as well. This went there and asked, where are the Cornish English lessons? And then everyone knew where who to belong to. It was fun. We had a lot of fun. It was a good time. It was a very big message also about Thanksgiving. It was a very good time. We also celebrate Christmas at our English lessons. And we'll Now, of course, in the summers, we have the Outreach English Camp, an important strategy. A number of you have been on that camp. Uh, there's a 2016 group. Uh, we had an Olympic theme up in the Shumava Mountains, 
And the English camp basically is uh, broken up into three segments. The morning is devoted to English instruction. The afternoon is free. And then the evening, there's an uh, a evening message and other evening activities. Um, again, it's a beautiful time. It's kind of an important bridge as we bring the gospel to people. You've got to remember, most Czechs have never been in a church or wouldn't even dream to go into a church. Why would you go into a church? And so the, they hear, for the first time, biblical preaching, biblical teaching. Uh, in this friendly environment where we're building relationships. There's Roger giving the evening message with his uh, trusty translator, Ondra. And uh, it's a great time for one-on-one evangelism, Um, life-on-life evangelism, sharing your testimony and just asking the checks, what do you think of what about you're hearing? In the morning classes, it's crucial because the Bible is used as uh, as they uh, analyze grammar and different things, but then read stories and react to those stories. There's our family. We all were able to serve together. There you can see a shot out. Then the next summer was 2017. Just giving you a little bit of a, a summary of what's gone on. We had a Sea Voyage English camp. Another uh, good group came about, about 180 checks, I think there were, uh, counting the Americans too, maybe 180 in total. And again, uh, the three different segments of the camp. Uh, met a lot of new families, brought a lot of new families in that we've continued to have contact with, through an, and they've come to a number of meetings, or are involved in our English uh, teaching as well, or t- learning English as well. Uh, here's some of the families, the, the folks on the lower left corner, the mother and daughter, they came to faith after eight years, hearing uh, a number of uh, messages. They're now in a church in Liberets. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that family, that mother and daughter are coming to visit the Winslows, and I think they'll go down and visit uh, Bayview as well, visit the Wagners as well. Thank you, Hovland. Uh, here's Honza and uh, Marquetta. They, they are interested in hearing more. They want to be involved in the Christianity Explored ex- uh, series. We're going to run that again this next year, so pray for them. There's the 2017 team, good group, now from all over the United States, primarily from Arizona and, and, and California, but from other parts of the country as well. Marks everywhere.
It was really encouraging. About 10 different denominations came, and that was really exciting. Of course, another opportunity to teach the Reformed faith. Then after that, we, we go on a mountain trip with, with Team Praha, and they, we, we go up to a mountain range where we do a lot of hiking. We invite uh, uh, Czech youth. Uh, the vast majority of them are unbelievers, and again, life-on-life life evangelism. We're in the Carpathian mountain range on the Slovak border, and again, it's a great time. There's always a message around the campfire. Josh and uh, Jessica led the 2016 team, and Eli and Kathleen the 2017 team. And again, that, that's just an uh, important time to just connect with those, those, those Czech youth. And we, we do lots of things together, all kinds of games and, and fun together. Of course, when it's over at the end of the week, we go back to Prague. And again, here you see Josh preaching with his trusty translator, Jared, and uh, that's at the end of the week. And of course, we invite all the students to come as well to that, that service there back in Prague. Now, of course, Kathleen has served for two years faithfully. Thank you, Westminster, for sharing her with us. Just a super servant. She's done everything imaginable over the past two years. She's still working till the end of June. 
So she'll come back and she's going to continue to teach at Covenant Christian School there in uh, Westminster. So we'll miss her, but she's really left her mark there in the Czech Republic, done super work. Now we also work with an education ministry called Entrust. And our goal there is to go out to outlying regions where we can teach, according to our theological convictions, uh, a number of courses, and it's a great opportunity. There are very few Reformed believers in the country, so this is really a great opportunity that we have with and trust. Uh, this is a pastor I work with in Silesia, which is the Polish-speaking region of the country, the furthest eastern part of the country, if you look on the map. And uh, so they, they speak four languages readily, right away. Um, this is a group I work with. Uh, they are conservative Lutherans that hold to the Augsburg Confession. So this past year, I had an opportunity to teach the course that I wrote on Reformed Evangelism for Entrust and was working through that course with them. And we hope to continue again next year as we got about halfway through that. So it's a great opportunity. I work with men, uh, and, and Marilyn will explain some things she's doing with women. Um, uh, we also have an opportunity to sometimes get invited for special seminars, uh, a Baptist church in Western Bohemia on the uh, German border invited us three weeks ago to teach on, on uh, conflict resolution um, and, and how, to, how to move through reconciliation. It was a great opportunity there.
Now, on this slide right here, one of the girls at the King's Club grabbed this book and saw the word hallelujah on it. Uh, of course, we sing that word quite often when we have our songs. And, of course, this is Emil Zatopek running into the stadium. And he says, there's a stadium, hallelujah. How many know who Emil Zatopek is? All right, we got a few. 1952 Helsinki Olympics, gold medal in the 10,000 meters. A few days later, got a gold medal in the 5,000 meters. On one day's, note, one day's rest, he decided to run a marathon. Having never run a marathon before, yeah, you guessed it, he won the gold medal in the marathon. You don't usually do that. Uh, you train for just one of those. But uh, as, 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 as she saw that, it kind of fit in with a theme that we were talking about that whole year, about running the race with endurance. And pray for us that we would run the race with endurance according to this verse. And friends, we need help. There's 17 presbyteries in this country. You have elders, deacons, you have gifted lay people. We're open to having people come. It doesn't have to be an officer. It can be a couple. A couple years. You don't have to do language acquisition. But we need more momentum. We've got some good things happening. There's some more men coming to church, which is exciting. I thought I'd take this moment to say these things. We need help and pray, pray the Lord would raise up more laborers. We need, Eric, we need soldiers. Soldiers that have, have a sword. And that's what we need in Prague. So pray for us. Pray that we would keep going. One man asked me, how long have you been there? Uh, here uh, in Mount Pal Palomar, and I said, 32 years, I'm just getting started. So uh, pray, pray, that's the most important thing. Thank you also for coming this evening. I know you're tired, it's been a long day, lots of sports. Uh, thank you for praying, thank you for sending. Again, th thank you for the, the, the support from the Presbytery. Uh, Michael and Lynn and their family will come to Prague here all of Ju July, along with Hovland, and they will serve there at the church plant, preaching the Word of God. And so we're excited that they're going to be there in Prague all of July. Of course, Jared will be there as well, but we go back August 2nd. So, Well, uh, we might have gone over a little bit, uh, Alan, but uh, uh, maybe we can close in prayer, and if you have any questions, you're welcome to ask us here. We'll be up front. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you so much for the great privilege to bring the gospel to a very dark land. A land that is scorched. A land that is desolate. A land that is so beautiful, but so dark. And we know, Lord, that the only thing that will turn this around is your gospel. We ask for your spirit to change hardened and, and hard hearts, that they would come to the Savior. Help us to do our work faithfully, Lord. Help us to preach the gospel faithfully in all the different contexts. Lord, raise up other laborers. Thank you for the Southern California Presbytery. 
the good churches here that are doing their work and praying for us. Lord, bless each one, one of them, each, each church. Bless each pastor. Bless each person who's come over. And we raise up a new English camp team for 2019 and a new Team Praha team for 2019 as well. We do thank you, Lord, that we could just think a little bit about the Czech Republic. May you raise up many, many, many more disciples in this land as we know you have your people there. Now we pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen.